Hey everybody, it's Chris here, welcoming you to another episode of the Casual Future Podcast. What's up? Welcome back, guys. Just so you are aware, thecasualflipper.com is live. Go check that out. And then you can find me on Instagram at thecasualflipper. That's also for YouTube. And then Twitter is casualflipper. Hope to see you. All right, let's get into it. What's up, everybody? My name's Chris, a.k.a. The Casual Flipper, a.k.a. Melodic. And in this video, we're simply answering questions from YouTube. All right, so let's get into this. So I'm answering questions from YouTube. Um, you know, I haven't been great at responding, but I've gone through and actually, I think, answered everybody, um, you know, in the actual comment section. But while I'm here to listen to some books, I figured it would be worthwhile for me to create some content and answer some questions for podcast listeners and people actually on the YouTube channel. Um, this is something that I can do maybe once a month or every other month once a quite a few questions pile up just to kind of uh, provide some clarity for people because if one person is asking a question it's probably a lot of other people who would like to ask but didn't so um, a gentleman asked that well they more it was kind of more of a statement that they, they live in Toronto and they just set up their seller account and they sent in about 250 books and they became available but only two have sold and they've been up for like three days um, and he wants to basically know why, like what's going on, how come more have, have sold. And I would actually argue to say that, you know, having two sold isn't much, but it's it's obviously a start. Um, there's just a a lot of points that are important to know when answering this question is like, one, how are the triggers? Because if you send in 250 books that aren't of a good sales quality, or are very competitive listings, it's gonna be very hard for a new seller to actually hop on those listings and um, move those books in a quick, efficient manner. So um, one point would be obviously, you know, new sellers aren't gonna have the reviews of other sellers who've more, been more established, so that's gonna play a factor. Um, you know, the, the quality of the books, are they in good condition, very good like new? That's not a huge factor, but it is a small one for sure. And simply the sales rank of the book like how quality are these books what's the sales rank um how's the price and so there's there's some factors at play so if you are sending in you know a good amount of books at a time and they aren't selling yes the reviews have a have a you know a, a factor in it this gentleman seemed to think that was a big factor in it which it could be but um you, you know there's some other points of interest that you'd really want to consider when when looking at something like that like if the sales just aren't there um, let's see what else we got here. This is a popular one. Um, someone mentioned, nice to see good content from another Canadian seller. How did you get ungated in the grocery category? So this is a question that comes up time and time again. People are wondering how do you get ungated in different categories? Toys and grocery are probably the most popular ones that people are looking to be ungated in. And... You know, it's actually not rocket science. There's a lot of one you can pay someone to just basically help you or provide you with the invoices. They people who have been in the game for a long time that have good connections, you can actually pay for that. I don't think that's the way to go. But if you have money and you don't want to spend the time, then that is something that you can definitely do. The other thing is, if it's a grocery like uh, or toys, whatever it may be. I literally just kept an eye on the trucks that were delivering to grocers in my area. 
and then I would I'd take note of it, put it in my phone, notes, and then I would just Google the brand, follow up, make a wholesale account, and I would then go onto Amazon, find items that Amazon was selling, but also the grocer or the distributor that I signed up with had as well. So, you know, it takes a little investigative work. You got to find quality distributors in your area that you can order from. It doesn't even actually have to be in your area. Like you could actually use American distributors, which there's a lot of. So it's not hard really. It just takes a little bit of work. So if you want to get in any category at all, do some Google searches, do some investigative work, open the wholesale account. You're probably going to need a business number, right? So you're going to want to register as a business. And once you have that set up, you just go through the process of creating the account. If you are professional, a lot of the times I've found that these distributors were, are really willing to work with, with us, resellers, be honest, be straightforward, and I think you'll have some success with that. So it's, it's not as scary and hard as it may seem. Um, and that's it. Uh, let's see what else we got here. People are very nice. By the way, I've gotten a lot of love, which I really appreciate. I know there's not a lot of Canadians making content like this. And um, there's definitely a need in the market for some Canadian resellers to be louder on social media. How did you get ungated in grocery here in Canada? It comes up again and again. Like I mentioned, just really Google grocery distributors and start messaging. Create a wholesale account. Order stuff that's matched on Amazon and the distributor, and you send those invoices in. And I will say that I didn't mention this earlier. I've had to submit the same invoice multiple times, and randomly, maybe the third time it gets approved. So I don't know what's going on for that. Uh, what thermal printer and labels do you use? So they're asking, you know, when I'm printing waybills and um, labels, what do I use? So when I'm shipping a box, I, uh, I use my Xerox printer and I actually print onto labels. So it's the same paper that would go in a printer normally, but it splits into labels. Um, I can actually, if you're on YouTube, I can basically show what it looks like. So this is for waybills. So it's this piece of paper that would go in any printer. And if you see here, it peels and I'll stick that on the box. So on one side, I'll print the waybill, and on the other side, I'll print the FBA slip. So that is super handy. So that's for printing. So you don't have to do all kinds of other craziness. Um, so I just have a regular monotone Xerox printer. It's super efficient on ink. I, I absolutely love it. And then I'm using a Dymo printer for my labels. I know a lot of people hate them. I hate it too, but it works, does the trick. And I'm very happy with that. And if you're wondering which actual labels I use, uh, I don't have the box here. I'll, I can provide that information if you did want. Just hit me up in the comments, and I'll I'll look for I'll look for that. I'm a newbie here in Canada, trying to get engaged in toys. I'm a super proud to do any type of business use. I didn't have what I needed to set up a GST number. Yeah, so you're gonna want. You're going to want to get a GST number for magnitude and recharge and tax isn't a bad thing because it actually allows you to remit your taxes every few months and then you can start claiming other stuff. So I'm not an accountant, but I, I wish I would have set up a GST number sooner. So if you're in Canada, sole proprietor, 
start removing taxes. It's not a scary thing. Once you do it a few times, it's it's kind of very straightforward. Um, so if you are setting up wholesale accounts, nine times out of 10, you are gonna need a GST number. So I definitely recommend setting that up. Uh, I did make, a, there's a question here. I made a video some time ago about um, retail arbitrage in Canada. I went to a different uh, like store, Walmart and what have you. And there was a two pack of coffee and someone asked if it's a two pack, how do you pack the pair of cans to the half to be wrapped and plastic together. So all that is simply because this was coffee and it was very well sealed to begin with, I simply bought pretty big poly bags, put them in there together, wrapped it up nicely, sealed it, and I put a sticker on it that said sold in pair. That's important because sometimes Amazon will receive it, separate them, and then ship someone who buys a two pack, a single can of coffee, and that's not good for the customer or for your reviews. So just be aware of that. Um, another question here about Ungaden. This is the most popular thing that comes up. Can you please introduce an authorized wholesaler or distributor for health and beauty and toys? So health and beauty is tricky. I had to use an American distributor for that. Um, and it took quite a while, I'm not gonna lie. Toys was easier. There's, um, I think it's called Everest. I don't know if they're still doing, you know, like small business, but a few years back when I did it, they were. So that's something to check out. But I can't even remember who I used for health and beauty, but I do know it was an American distributor, which by the way, as you're getting ungated in categories, you should apply to both Canada and the US just to have it done, you know? Doesn't hurt at all. Uh, hey Chris, most prep centers request sellers to use inventory labs and have a minimum quantity sent per month. How do you do manage this when you start selling in the, in the US? So I had an unfortunate answer for this gentleman is that simply I didn't experience this. The minimum um, quantities when I was doing it wasn't outlandish. It was pretty reasonable. Some of them didn't even have any minimum requirements. The prep center I used in Oregon did have did not have requirements at all. And actually they didn't require me to have inventory labs as all, at all. They have their own software that they use. So um, if you are having issues with minimum, requir minimum requirements and having to use something like inventory labs, I would just keep searching for a different prep center because there's plenty out there who aren't going to require those things. Let's see if there's anything else here. Um, anything else that could be interesting and helpful for people to uh, find out. So one person asked if they could pay me to consult. So I'm totally not against it, but I'm not really for it either. If it's the right person who's dedicated, they, they mean business, um, and you know, I don't mind helping. I've never accepted money for this, but you know, I, I really don't do it is kind of the answer, but I'm not totally against it depending on, um, the person, how dedicated they were and, and, you know, kind of factors in and around that. Um, we'll do one more here that may be interesting. Can I sell multiple different products on Amazon? Suppose I want to sell baby product and electronics products, such as, such as mobile phone and et cetera, et cetera, different types of product categories like jewelry, fashion, clothes, electronics, and one single seller account of mine, can I do so? Yes, you absolutely can, but you're gonna probably have to apply to all these different categories. You may have a few select items in each category you can sell, but in general, you will need to be ungated in many categories 
in order to do something like that, which a lot of people do. And the nice thing with selling on Amazon is, you know, with the economy the way it is, we don't know, you know, are we going into a recession? Are we going to just kind of go, is the market going to go crazy again? And we don't know. But the benefit of selling on Amazon is if grocery really takes off during the recession, you can focus on that niche. You know, previous electronics may not, but maybe grocery will and clothing. So you do have that benefit of Amazon of being able to, you know, adjust your your what you're selling let's see if there's anything else here real quick before i move on um someone asks how long did it take me to sell groceries on amazon before i went on to books so easy was you can sell grocery basically right away if you get the proper authorizations and distributors so if you sign up for Amazon today, everything's all good, and then you get a distributor and send them an invoice, they'll engage you right away. So there's really no time limit at all. So um, what scanner do I use? I like, I like this question because I find people get people get hung up on some things and they want to get everything perfect. You don't need to get perfect. I use literally like a 20 or $30 scanner off Amazon. I've made a lot of money using it. I don't care about the hardware so much. There's a pair to my phone is it gonna scan the books? That's really all I care about. So don't get too nitty gritty when looking at getting started. Just get started. You know, get your foot in the door and figure out the rest as you go. If there's a scanner or a thing about the scanner that you buy you don't like, you can make that adjustment down the road. So what scanner do I use? Whichever one comes in at a reasonable price when I type in Bluetooth scanner Amazon is honestly all I can say about that. Anyway, so that's it for now. Um, as questions come in, you know, I'll take note, I'll answer them on YouTube, and then I can make videos like this, answering some questions, and hopefully this adds some value to your day. Stay real and keep crushing.